Blog Talk Radio. Jody West. I write the Carlisle Crime Cases series. There are four. Dying for Vengeance, Courting Doubt and Darkness, Darkness at First Light, and How to Die and Fall featuring homicide detectives Christopher Snow and Aaron McCoy. They have recently been reduced and the series has bundled, been bundled for Kindle. So um, I hope my newest book, Stang Strangled, will be released later in 2018 or early 2019. Today on the Milford House Mysteries, we're pleased to have our first return guest, uh, thriller author Robert Walton, um, author of the Harry Thursday series. Uh, we're going to chat with Robert about his newest book, which has just been released, um, Wish to Die, with, which features archaeologist uh, Harry Thursday. So, should be exciting. Yeah. Robert grew up in a small village in Narbus, which is along the main line of Philadelphia. He is the creator and owner, now retired, of the award-winning Bob's Bangles in Lemoyne, Pennsylvania. He writes from New Cumberland, Pennsylvania, where he lives with his wife, daughter, and grand dog. Wish to Die is his third Harry Thursday novel, which explores the lost Roman, I'm sorry, Russian amber room and delves into the stolen Nazi art. His next project will be uh, probably follow a 6th century priest. Well, this sounds like a, a deviation from the, the Thursday series. But this 6th century priest will be returning from Rome to his English estate in Mercia, only to be swept into a journey far into the unknown lands of the frozen north in a pre-Viking adventure, which we will look forward to. Welcome to Mulford House Mysteries, Robert. Oh, hi. Thank you for having me. Well, um, one of the things that we really want to delve into is this new book. Um, We'll have to wait to hear about this upcoming one a little bit later. Um, But Wish to Die will be your your third book. Um, But why don't you just give um, just a real brief overview of the the series, the whole Harry Thursday series, um, you know, the premise of it. And then we'll we'll talk a little bit more specifically about Wish to Die. Sure. So um, when I you know I wrote the first book, Fatal Snow, it was just uh, really like a a, a fictional uh, story of two guys based on a, on something that actually happened to me, you know, very loosely. 
But uh, the main character, I, I thought, well, um, at the time I was in college, the main character I, I thought to make an archaeologist because that's what I majored in in school. And I think he'd be, I thought he'd be a little more interesting than than uh, a bagel maker going camping in in the in the Grand Tetons, <laughs> being chased by uh, angry pimps and things like that. And uh, but they always say write what you know, you know. So if I ever write a cookbook, it'll be about bagels. But as far as thrillers go, I think an archaeologist is a little more exciting. And uh, and that was really I tried to make that into uh, as much of a thriller as I could. And that's kind of where my genre I. I Gave birth to my genre, um, and that in in uh, in that book, uh, and then the second one just uh, used the character, one of the characters from the first book, and she swept him into this uh, into this uh, search for a the mask of Minos, um, which took him from from uh, Costa Rica where he was vacationing over to uh, Europe, Switzerland, and then finally Greece, uh, and the island of Crete, the island nation of Crete, uh, and that was this, that that was that book. Uh, and and then the third one, uh, again Harry Thursday is uh, is is in, working in in Greece and he's in Delphi and he uh, happens to see some young damsel in distress and he saves her life and uh, it turns out she's looking for this stolen Nazi art and uh, I try to make all the topics viable to a degree like this particular one uh, I did a lot of research for and. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, and try to answer some questions which have not been answered, like what happened happened in the Russian amber room. Okay, so you said that basically that you and your main character share a degree in archaeology, and that probably explains you know, a lot about the the detail that you have included. Um, Wish to Die, though, um, has an opening with uh, Germany right after. That during World War II with a description of Operation Barbarossa, where they're loading Russian art and artifacts on the trains. Why mm-hmm. are you doing that? Well, in in in, in real life, the uh, I used some characters in the first few chapters. Uh, there were actual German characters. Eric Koch was uh, was the Ober President of, of of East Prussia during the war. He was given a complete power over looting basically Russia. Yeah, by uh, um, um, Hermann Goering, the head of the SS, and so I, I and the Russian Amber Room was one of his pet projects because it was a gift. The Russian Amber Room was a gift from uh, William the First, the uh, Emperor of Prussia, back in the 1700s to to uh, Peter the Great, the Tsar. It was in, in it was a big room, paneled in intricately carved amber. A very, very uh, precious and very, very beautiful. Uh, during the war, he decided he's going to steal it back and, and uh, use an amber expert to do that, and uh, and then um, disassemble it and and put it back in the Königsberg Castle where it first was displayed. And as they withdrew from the Russians, they kept moving it farther and farther away and boxing it in crates. And I had one of the uh, the, the women who who uh, actually helped uh, this fellow um, loot these things was a Russian. Uh, art expert, and she, her name was uh, Paulina Kozenko. In the book, I call her Tatiana Kozenko. Should have kept her real name, but she she um, in now it, fiction takes over here. She's decided to steal uh, this stuff um, from from uh, Eric Koch um, because she's Russian, and, and possibly with the intention of taking it back to Russia after the war. So she and the com- uh, uh, a cohort. 
um, a Nazi, uh, an SS uh, agent, uh, pack this stuff up and steal it and, and, and take it down to, to Greece to, to bury it somewhere, and, and so they can retrieve it later and uh, later on. Well, of course, things go awry, and and uh, then it's 30 years later in 1981 when the story takes place, when this when the, when Harry Thursday takes over. So I and I tried to put as much historical uh, uh, emphasis in it as possible because the Amber, Russian Amber Room has never been found, and I thought, well, this is a big, great, great opportunity to write something and you know, find find this Russian Amber Room. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised many people don't know about it. That was going to be one it. of my questions. Um, What's that? You know, I I knew a little bit about the Amber Room before mm-hmm. I, um, you know, you you started using it as a. A topic in this book, mm-hmm. but I couldn't remember whether it actually did still exist, or you know, if it was some place you could go. But the answer is no. Um, and you have Harry look for it then in, right. in the book, right? Among among other people, the uh, well, actually, you know, you can see it now in in the uh, in in St. Petersburg. It's a re- recreation of it has been made, and so uh, it's not the original Amber Room. And uh, oh. uh, but it, the original has been lost. They've never found it, and they're searching madly for it in 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 these, all these Polish castles where where a lot of the stuff uh, was was deposited and destroyed. Um, uh, you know, if they couldn't carry it with them, then they they, they destroyed it. Uh, the Germans, and so that was just you know, my way of of saying, well, here's this is what happened to it. Uh-huh. Um, but it's possible in real life it's it's destroyed forever or lost forever. Yeah, right. Or it could be it could be out there somewhere. Someone could find it. But I wanted to be the first to to just, you know I wanted to get out there <laughs> and make it topical. Say, so, oh yeah, look, no, it really is. You know, here we found it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is my uh, this is my this, uh, my uh, idea of what happened to it. Um, so. so so that's what inspired the book. I mean, did yeah. you see? Uh, reminds reminds me a little of Monuments Men. Mm-hmm. You know where the art was stored in caves. Is that? Uh, did you get any background from that, or did you not see that? No, I I uh, I, I actually saw saw the movie. I wish I there's there's books about that, but that that was uh, based on a true story. Uh, the mm-hmm. Monument Men. Of course, Hollywood. I don't know. It's like fiction. I don't know how much uh, reality is involved in it, but. But uh, they did find this uh, ma- massive amount of art in, in these caves and tunnels and stuff um, in in, uh, in the countryside. So yeah, I, I it's, it's kind of like that. You know, the uh, one of the characters in my recurring characters is Sarah Webster, and she's a she's an accountant for a government uh, agency called the Bureau of Audits and Reclamation, which you know, in my little world, is is their 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 uh, job is to find and restore stolen art to the original owners. Um, and uh, and so Sarah's always pulling Harry in. You know, he's well. In this book, they kind of um, get together by happenstance um, and start working together. They seem, can't seem to get away from each other. She's like his recurring uh, his recurring uh, girlfriend because they they had an affair in the second book and <clears throat> went their separate ways for the third book. Uh, so. It's more than just about chasing art down. It's about dealing with this uh, relationship. A little bit of romance, too. Yes, there's there's romance in it. (laughs) Behind every great man is a greater woman, right? 
Outside of town, that they're they're using to uh, to transport items and, and and goods back and forth to the Russian front, and uh, I, I had a, a vision of, of a wooded this, this train depot is hidden in the woods, and it was it's been snowing and there's a fog, and it just seemed like a good uh, good mysterious place to start the novel. Um, actually, when I wrote that line, it was the direction it was going to take was completely different. Um, yeah. Than what actually happened in the book, but I I, I kept that that in there. Uh, actually, my, my editor and I uh, uh, had a lot of discussions about doing away with all that German uh, war era uh, chapters and just getting right into the meat of the thing when Harry meets uh, Elena and Delphi. Uh, but I thought maybe erroneously that it was a good way of, of introducing the characters that are going to be appearing later on in the book and and, and mm-hmm. constantly being referred to these characters back you know even though the you know the, at one point the the war ends and then we jump ahead 30 years or so well, and you know and, there's uh, a lot of um, well not a lot but a number of authors that I can think of immediately who write um, thrillers that you know have a historical uh, background to them, like Steve Barry, um, mm-hmm. Clive Cussler, um, or two that leap to mind immediately, mm-hmm. um, where they do do chapters about the you know what happened at the time, um, you know way back when when right. they introduced the historical piece, like you've done, um, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, hop to the present day and sometimes even go back and forth um, throughout the book. But right. um, it, it's, a, it's a sort of haunting image of, of the place where the trains came to die. Um, right. Especially, you know, when you think about it, in World War II, the uh, trains, a lot of people actually died as they were being transported on trains to you know the Holocaust during the Holocaust, so right. it just it, it, it the phrase reverberates in a number of mm-hmm. ways. Well, that's nice. Yeah. As, a, as a matter of fact, I, I like the background of the of the German the Nazis and what mm-hmm. they were doing. Number one, most readers might not be familiar with you know the Amber Room and and what transpired there. And two, we we need a review. So I, I felt that the the German the Nazi Germany background was essential. Yeah, well, that's why I kept it in anyway, there. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to keep it, you know. So I think it works. Yeah, I mean, my first novel goes has two time. My first, Fatal Snow, has two time. You know, it has the the the, the Harry on on vacation with Connor, and and then uh, two years before when he's he's doing a mummy uh, expedition in in, in uh, Chile, 
you know, and and uh, but they tie into each other, and I, I that that was a, a, a instance where I alternated. I had a couple chapters of of 1976, and then a couple chapters of 1978, and then go back and forth, and they were kind of like paralleled. The, the, the two themes paralleled each other, and uh, it was confusing to some of my readers, but the others the others thought it was it was good. You know, you're always gonna find someone who, who doesn't quite grab what you're trying to get at. At least yeah. I am. <laughs> The, well, and you know, well, in history. Your, you, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just say, what were your biggest challenges in writing *Wish to Die*? Was it that uh, the moving back and forth through time? Well, that was just doing the research, trying to get it right, um, and uh, and then you know, getting the chapters written, and then applying them at the at the right. In the right way, in the right chronology. So I think the biggest challenge was was really getting the uh, the the uh, the the, um, the history written. I mean, whenever I write any of my books, I I kind of come up with a, a premise. Uh, this is going to happen, and then I let the let the story take place. I don't have, I don't ever come up with an ending. You know, and I know other authors that are, that are like one of my favorite authors, uh, Bernard Cornwell. Uh, he writes uh, adventure. Th- Thrillers, really. He writes uh, historical. He's a historical writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He writes about the Anglo-Saxons, and, and, uh, and he writes also about the about the uh, the French um, um, Revolution time, uh, Napoleon. And uh, but he says he never he never really comes up with an ending. You know, he always starts and then just lets the story take place. And I've 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 found that was the, the only way I, I ever really you know I have an idea of what's going to happen. But exactly how it happens, I, I, you know, I can't say. I have an idea where the story should go. Uh, but things, like I said, things take a turn, and, and, and this story wrote itself completely differently from when I first started putting it down on paper. Isn't that interesting how that happens? Yeah. 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 What's well, its own little life, you know? Really, it's just a part of, you know, that's how our brains work. I guess we, we, uh, we pump blood into them, and they, they, uh, they go about, you know. About their own little lives, and we make well, control yeah, back to the earlier discussion about um, you know history and how much you insert in the book. Um, you know, people come. I'm sure um, people come to your books, uh, like all books, with a certain level of knowledge, um, and you know, certainly not everybody is an expert in mummies. Um, Mm-hmm. Even today, um, in my age group, you know, my father fought in World War II. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were taught a lot in school about World War II, and I'm sure kids still are today, but it's not quite as immediate as it was for my age group. So I, I think there is an importance to treating World War II and its historical context, especially when it's so important to the the premise of your book. So, right. you know, it makes perfect sense to me that you have to, you know, uh, uh, at least bring people to um, a, a point of knowledge that helps them then understand the rest of the contemporary story. Yeah, and and to do it as accurately as possible. Of course, you want to write your history, you know, accurately and and be be uh, spot on about it. You don't want to make things up, and uh, um, so you want to get that. That makes it all the more real, realistic when you're reading it too. And you know, and 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 hopefully, the, it'd be ideal if if someone knew something about it and they 
they wrote me and said, "This is ridiculous." You know, you know who gave me their comment? You know, what I mean? or said, "This is really great." You know, you, you got it. You know, or or whatever comment they might have. And uh, you know, see, so you, you hope that someone knows what they're reading about and and uh, can uh, give you some insight as the as the how well you did in their opinion. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I hope so too. I hope some of the readers, you know, pick up on on you know, from the blog that right. The, about the background of Wish to Die, mm-hmm. and I hope they buy it and read it, because from what I've read so far, it sounds intriguing. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us or our audience at this time? Uh, n- n- no, I mean, I, I just have some uh, you know, um, information on how they get a hold of me. Um, but there's nearly about, oh, well, it's, about, the, about the book. Uh, it's... Um, Speak for itself. Now, on Facebook, they can get a hold of me. Is, is this? Uh, can I tell you my my Facebook sure. uh, page is Facebook.com/slash Robert Walton uh, Robert Walton Thrillers. Uh, you can get my website is RobertWaltonNovelist.com. And uh, if you Google me, uh, Robert Walton Books, then my um, Amazon page comes up. Uh, there's another Robert Walton out there. He's an imposter. He writes about religious uh, religious topics, and uh, and uh, there's also another Robert Walton who writes about uh, about uh, 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 Frankenstein. <laughs> but I'm the Robert Walton you want to get a hold of. <laughs> so Robert Walton books. I typed in I typed in Robert C. Walton books, and and this guy came up, and I said no no no. So Robert Walton books brings about my uh, my Amazon page, uh, and um, there's the three ways you can get a hold of me, I guess. Well, I have a, and, just a um, quick question. Your, your, book are, your book is available right now, right? It's been released, and it's, it's out on Amazon and elsewhere? Yes, it is. Yeah, it was released. Um, I had an event that I was doing, and I, and I really wanted to get it out, and the publisher was very, very uh, um, cooperative in getting me uh, getting me uh, printed in, for this event, and uh because I wanted to have it for my uh, for my fans to get a hold of when I was at this event, and it worked out really well. So um, I'm really proud of it. Uh, yeah, it's it's out it's on Amazon and all the all the usual um, places. I, there are even some uh, local bookstores in the area that that that'll get carry my books. Okay. Okay. And one more quick one more quick question. Is, uh, the Carlisle, Pennsylvania area, just as a reminder. Carlisle. Oh, Oh. Uh, I have when one you more said quick question. Local area, not all oh, yeah, local Harrisburg, Larry Harrisburg, Carlisle, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jody? I have one more quick question. Yeah, uh, about your next book. How did how did you get the idea? Are you still are you working on it? Have you started work on it? I you know what? This is really really I'm I'm doing so much research right now about ancient Britain and it's it's mm-hmm. it's a cho- uh, toss up between pre Viking uh uh invasion or post-Viking invasion, but it's going to be about an English... Uh, my family came from Ox Hill in England, which is uh, in Warwickshire, and uh, that they came over here in like the 1600s, so I thought, well, I, I'm going to write something about that, you know? And and uh, mm. and here we are. Well, well, you know, this guy was a miller, right? Well, okay, let's, let's, let's make him, you know, <laughs> something different. <laughs> and he gets hooked up with some uh, Vikings and, and goes on an adventure. Kind of like... Um, kind of like... Um, um, a, a Beowulf line of of uh, you know, of story, uh, okay. 
you know, is is actually what it what it is what it's going to be like um, it, along those lines of Beowulf, you know, where where someone's taking where someone helps other people um, solve a problem they have, you know, and he goes along and, and but all my characters are simple people. They're not they're not heroes like superheroes like Clive Kusler has uh, has Dirk Pitt, you know, and he's a he's a real you know I love Clive Kusler. Um, but uh, yeah, the, my characters are just normal people that get caught up in, in, in these extraordinary situations, and they have to either deal with them or, or die. And, and so, um, of course, we deal with them. That way we can't go on for, right. to another story. Right. Anyway, so it sounds like about. Harry Thursday is twiddling his thumbs during this one. He, this is a total different uh, direction for you in the new book. Yeah, right. No, no Harry Thursday. Um, and, and real quick, the, the, the premise of this one came along with there's some tunnels in, in Europe that go all through southern England and, and, and Turkey and through southern Europe. And these, these tunnels are like only four feet tall. They, they go on for thousands of, of, of miles in total. And they have no idea what they're for. There's no, there's no archaeological evidence of any of these things. And, that, and it's really interesting. And I thought that would be a cool thing to talk about. But then that, 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 uh, you know, that took me to England anyway. So, <laughs> so – like, like my mind works. It goes from one thing to the next, and eventually it'll 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 congeal into a, a good story. Or I'll write another Harry Thursday book. Who knows? If this goes, if this research goes on too much longer, I might just, just start topping out a Harry Thursday book at the same time, and have two going at the same time. Mm. I'm more comfortable with Harry Thursday than I am with uh, Ancient England. Oh, stretch. Well, that could be a new series. <laughs> Yes, it could. Right, exactly. I think I'm pretty excited about it. I think it'll be, it'll be fun, you know, and 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 it's, it'll be historical, uh, a historical novel. Not that there's that much history uh, um, that, that we know about in those days, you know. Uh, and uh, as I read on, there's a lot of conflicting history about about that the post-Roman England. Uh, the Romans were, were you know immensely organized and immensely uh, you know um, organized. And when they left, it, it, things just kind of like, you know, it's like pulled the plug. And uh, everyone was like, what are we doing now, you know? Yeah. Well, um, Robert, it's been really interesting having you back a second time, having you uh, talk about Wish to Die, which is now out on Amazon uh, put, yeah. and in bookstores and other online retailers. So thanks for making a return visit to Milford House Mysteries. Well, I'm glad I was able to come back, and uh, and you guys are great hosts. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and a reminder to all our listeners and readers, all our books are available at Sunbury Press's online bookstore and Amazon and Barnes & Noble and other retailers and independent bookstores, too. Uh, a special thanks to all of you who are listening to Milford House Mysteries. We hope you enjoyed today's program. Um, just a note, uh, next month, Sherry and I will be uh, taking a vacation. So there will not, we're not planning any podcast in September. So we'll pick it up again in November. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. I mean, October. I'm in October. <laughs> Please follow us on social media. <laughs> um, yes. Um, I'm on the web at www.sherrynolton.com, plus I have a Facebook author page, and I'm on Twitter all the time. And I'm on Facebook. 
backslash, backslash Carlisle Crime Cases by J.M. West, and I have a new website, CarlisleCrimeCases.com. So thanks to everybody for tuning in today, and um, we will, I guess we won't actually see you since this is a podcast, but we'll be talking to you again in October. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.